Hello! And welcome to... Two! Filthy! Nerds! Because we're filthy. And we're nerds. And there's two of us. And we are coming to you live from the archaeology... Archaeology. That's a hard one. Archaeology. Archaeology department at Marshall College. For our Raider, what's Raiders of the Last Ark time, you guys? Holy shit. It's happening. It's happening, you guys. She watched it. She watched the movie. She she uh, she brought herself into the real world. The, the, the fact that she hadn't seen it is not indicative of her living in not a real world, but... But maybe. I but mean, maybe. where was I? Do where you do feel, you go? Do you feel changed now that you've you've seen it? Yeah. Do you feel like oh, you can yeah. take I part feel... in the big conversation of life? I I feel really excited to try to start conversations about Raiders of the Lost Ark with people and have them go, why are you doing this right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you, have like you, you guys seen Raiders of the Lost Ark? The, it's what? good to finally... This guy Harrison Ford, isn't it? Have you heard of him? Hey, old Harry Ford, I call him. Um, what a babe, first of all. Let's start with that. My I... God. I cannot get over how well he has aged. Has he? Uh, well, yeah, he's still a fox and he has an earring. He has an earring. My dad yeah. had an earring. Maybe he did watch Indiana Jones and he never told us. Maybe um, your dad didn't want you to get wet. I mean, maybe he's like, I don't want her to discover that there are men out there who are better than me. So oh, I guess no. I'll only let her watch Top Gun. <laughs> And then she'll be like, my dad's a hero because he didn't die. <laughs> he just lived somewhere. Where? Who knows? He left. Um, okay. I mean, yeah, I guess he's aged fine. But I also guess that, like if you do the amount of movies that Harrison Ford did and you don't age like at least okay, where? what are you doing? You have enough money to like help you age yeah. at least gracefully. Honestly, I, I hate it when people are like, "Has have you seen how well J-Lo's aging? Yeah. She should be aging well. Yeah, if she Jayla's eats babies, probably. Well, yeah, 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 a thousand percent. She licks placenta, a placenta pacifier every single day. Yeah, she probably uh, just has like sheet masks made of placenta. A thousand percent. I will be impressed if a homeless person, a homeless woman, is is really 50 years old, but she looks 35, then I'll be impressed. Yeah, they are like, wow, you have somehow managed to live in the sun and have the hardest life and you still look great fantastic good for you N- now i'm impressed j-lo i mean come on it's like, yeah, no, you're cashmere. rich that's it's more impressive if you still manage to look like shit yeah all right so this movie started what was interesting is for those of you who don't know over on patreon we are reading an indiana jones book uh, Indiana Jones and the Philosopher's Stone. You can only hear that. I mean, you could find the book if you want to read it alone. That's fucking oh, sad, Which though. is, who wants to read a book alone? No one. That's why none of us have period. read it. It took an entire group banding together and deciding to read books for mm-hmm. you to read Harry Potter. So we're living proof that reading alone isn't as fun. Mm-hmm. And so patreon.com slash two filthy nerds to get live readings of that book. And what's interesting to me is coming in as someone who had no familiarity with the Indiana Jones franchise. Other than, I will say, I have been on the Indiana Jones rides and it was interesting trying to pinpoint like what in the movie is from, 
Like, what from the riot is from this movie? Yeah. But now looking back, because we read the first two chapters, that compared with the, the beginning of Raiders of the Lost Ark, it feels like, oh, there's a formula. And I don't know if that will continue uh-huh. with the other movies, but it was like, as soon as this movie opened, I was like, this is what I pictured in the book. Yeah. Like, why that's is interesting that in you South pictured America? it? It's interesting that that's how you pictured it. Because when I was reading the book, I was like, I wonder if she's going to see it. The second that we started reading the book, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, 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 all of this. And then you doing the voices of the students, um, that was fun. Oh, that um, was fun, just giving them all dorky voices as if, like, yeah. who do I think? It's like, oh, you're in college? Well, you must be you a fucking dork. loser. Fucking oh, loser. Oh, you're studying archaeology in college? Tool. Good luck never getting pussy. Um, <sighs> unless Meanwhile, you're every Jones. student wanted to just fucking frisbee golf their pussy at fucking oh my god frisbee golf hot for teacher frolfing uh, frolfing yeah it's called frolf i've never heard it called that the disc golf but it's frolf yeah i'll tell you about archaeology this is not archaeology is objectively not archaeology my senior year one of my classes and now that i'm saying this i don't know what the fuck class this was for as part of our class it might have been it couldn't have been a math class we laid out in the woods behind the school. We we all like mapped out what a possible frisbee golf course could be because they were going to build one. Wow, that has nothing to do with archaeology. I just remembered and I wanted to share it. So anyway, you know what? It does have to do with archaeology in the sense of mapping something out. And it is in my past, deep, and I can't let go deep. of it. And and you're probably never going to be able to find it. No, I mean, especially if I designed it. Like mm-hmm. they're fucked. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it starts, Raiders starts in Peru, Peru, 1936, which, uh, as we know, is on the cusp of, uh, you know, shit getting cray, shit getting cray. Things were not going well with the Nazis. America was arguably uh, uninvolved or ignoring that at this point Mm -hmm. in history or just sort of being like, well, Uh let's fucking... Very, well, what uh, we realize based on the scene after the Peru scene, once Indiana gets back to college, um, is that the the only care they had about the Germans is that they didn't get artifacts before they did. Yeah, it had like it had never nothing- mind the tyranny, but like, do we get the things that may that are worth money and could go? Yeah, in yeah. Oh, they're going after these archaeology archaeological wonders. Uh, that means we need to get them before Hitler gets them. That's there it. There is just a, a part of me, and look, people aren't going to be happy about me saying this, but this concept in general, both in a movie and in real life, because there that is a real life thing of people like we got to get there first. Even the space, the space race. It's like, what? Who cares? Why do you need to win in innovation? Why can't you just? come up with things instead of being, we got to beat the Russians or whatever. Well, if you think about history books and you think about a man's narcissistic need to be the best um, and the fact that, you know, men are the ones who have been writing history books, uh, it probably would hurt to write a history book where you're like, and my friend got first place <laughs> and uh, I don't even get an honorable mention because nobody who care, nobody cares who got to the moon second. Yeah, but like, or you could go, Holy shit, humans got to the moon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then but after go, that, they'll be like, which humans? And you'll be like, the Russians. 
yeah. uh, or whatever. America. America. Oh, you don't even know. You don't even know who who's the second guy who came out after after Armstrong. Buzz Aldrin. And, well, there goes. What do you don't care about America? And then there was Mike, who just stayed in the ship. Yeah, sucks yeah, yeah. to be that guy. He's like, I was near the moon. Jeff. I don't know his last name. <laughs> He's um, just like, yeah, I was. Uh, had to man the ship, so we drew straws, and I didn't get to go out onto the moon. Onto the moon, is... or maybe he did. And once the guys came back, and they're like, "You can go now." We tracked the whole thing out. It's I boring. feel like it sucks worse for that guy than literally everyone else. Yeah, to get that true. close to the moon and be like, "Man, it looks cool down there." But I gotta... that's when he invented mooning. The guy on the plane was like, <laughs> he <the> guy... just <laughs> stuck his ass." Anyway, that's <laughs> neither like, here nor Fuck there. Fuck you guys. Um, Meanwhile, uh, down on Earth, 1936. So let's start with Peru, and he's and he's looking for uh, this skull, this idol, this this golden skull idol thing. Yeah, he's Um, going in. He's like, this is where Alfred Molina, who's you know, this was one of Alfred Molina's first. But what is Alfred Molina famous for? He was in uh, um, uh, Spider Man. He was the bad guy in Spider Man. Which bad guy? Wait, was he? He played uh, the boy's dad in the Spider-Man. Played... No, he's... what else was? Sam is shaking his head now. Our producer Sam. Also, what? Doctor Octopus. Oh yeah, Doctor Octopus. Yeah. Also, Boogie and he Nights. was also in Spider-Man. Um, wait, Doctor Octopus is from Spider-Man. <laughs> Nicole, <laughs> that's what he's wait. saying. Oh wait, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I'm We're so doing confused. great as nerds. Tune in uh, next season when we'll cover Marvel, but maybe not touch on the Spider-Man franchise. I'm not sure which one we're going to do. Um, um, we'll touch <laughs> on it. It'll be in there, right? Oh, for sure. For sure. Well, that's gonna, we're going to have to figure out what Spider-Man's Oh, yeah, and he was in Boogie Nights. Okay. So... Anyway, so he, that's one of his guides. He's with like these, I guess they're Indi- guides. He's these indigenous people. Not... The people who are local to the area, but not tribal indigenous. So they're going into a tribal indigenous area in Peru. Um, I'm assuming Incas, because that's Peru. Oh, um, I just... Oh, okay. Well, any ancient temple in in Peru is probably Incan. Look um, at you knowing shit. I kept Mayan. thinking Mayans, because that's what happens no, in Mayans, the book we read. Mayans are Mexico. Um, um, so... Well, Anywho, so the Incas are in Peru. So I'm assuming it was some sort of Incan temple of some sort. Uh, and they they get into it. And there's booby traps everywhere that the Incans had created. So it's Yeah, to, that was cool. I mean, it was all cool. But like, it was cool going, oh, which of the things from the Indiana Jones ride? Because <laughs> yeah. like, that was my point of Did reference. You- was remember when the first uh, you know when he's going through and the first like he sets off the first booby trap and a skull of a uh, a dead person pops out and he's like oh jim or he said the name yeah. of the person well cuz he he mentions uh that his uh, i don't want to say coworker but someone he knows from the archaeology archeo- field had like gone there and like yeah Maybe he's still in there. Maybe he's like, he's like, well, he made it pretty far, I think, or something like it made it sound like there was this other guy that maybe has done it. And then he goes in and he's immediately this guy's just fucking spiked into the wall dead. Yes. I love I love how cocky Indy is. 
um, at one point, a guy tries pulling something out. He tries pulling a gun out to, like, shoot Indy. And that's when he uses his whip for the first time. Yeah, he pulls out the whip and, like, doesn't and that, does that happen after they get out? I don't remember. No, it was before, I guess. It was before. It was when they were going. It was, like, right at the beginning. Um, it was, like, w- one of the one of the groups that he was with or one of the whatever the two guide things like a guy pulls out the and he's fixers like, the fixers tried to like pull a gun out on him because everybody wants this idol but nobody realizes how realizes how hard it is to get so oh, yeah they get into the temple there's a bunch of like booby traps and whatever alfred molina goes with him yeah almost immediately fucking spiders i was okay i was shitting my pants because what ha- like I don't even those remember. were real spiders, by the way. Those were real spiders, very real spiders. Alfred they Molina looked- had real spiders. I read, I read, I was, I did some, I did some fun facts. So when they first put all of the spiders, it was all male spiders on the back of Alfred Molina. They weren't doing anything. They didn't look creepy or intimidating or anything. And and Spielberg was like, "What can we do? Why aren't these spiders being spidery?" And they're like, "Oh, there's no female there." And he's like. Well, what's the female going to do? He's like, well, if we introduce a female, then they'll all go fucking nuts. <gasps> and so then they introduced a female spider and then all the spiders went fucking bananas. Oh my God. Oh, I That poor female spider. <laughs> but this was before CGI. No, so, like, I they mean, had yeah. They had to make spiders. it like real, but like, By I also... Way, spoiler, the snakes at the end, all real. Uh, nope, all real. All of them? That doesn't seem like it was necessary. You know what, though? Tarantulas. Here's another fact that I think uh, tarantulas look scary. They're not a poisonous spider. Yeah. And they will rarely bite you. They have to be very provoked. It's not like brown recluses. Not only not only are they poisonous, they will fuck you up. They like, yeah. They're like men with anger issues where yeah, like drunk at a bar like just fucking come at me bro like they'll just start men with, with anger you. issues who are drunk at a bar who haven't had sex in years yeah like they are ready to fight you but like tarantulas yeah, yeah. they'll you know they'll leave you pretty well enough alone they're like like they might come on you but they're not gonna they they're not vicious but you don't that doesn't matter but that's just like a fun science thing it doesn't matter because Okay, they showed the one on his shoulder. All of a sudden, I was like, oh, spider, spider. And uh, fucking whoever wrote this was like, and then you're never going to believe what happens next. Fucking crazy. Like, he's got a giant tarantula on his shoulder. I'm already freaking out. Mm-hmm. And then he turns around. And his back was covered. Oh, covered. I love like, that Indy then takes his whip and just starts brushing them off his back like it's nothing. Like, no big deal. That it's like, how big is your dick? And is it covered in spiders? Like, aren't you concerned uh, a little spider bit? Spider dick. And, that oh, and that's whip? when they saw the guy with the, his friend with the, immediately after the impaled dude. Uh-huh. Yeah, because he was like, wait a second. And then Indy, like, waves his whip and it, like, triggers something. Yeah, he realizes that, like, in the light, if you walk into, the, like, where the light's coming in, mm-hmm. that You'll triggers uh-huh. these, like, giant spears that come out of the wall, which if you've been on the Indiana Jones ride, you remember the spears. Like, you go through the thing, it's like, poof, 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 poof. By the way, I love that your frame of reference for Indiana Jones is a ride. Yeah, well, I think it's a testament to how great Disney did with the ride that I remember all of it. Well, um, I, now I need to do this fucking ride. Where is this ride? It's at Disney, and I think, is it? I don't know if it's at Disney, Disneyland and Disney World or just here at Disneyland. I think it's only in one of the parks, but we're going to have to find out, and we're going to have to go. 
Yeah. Um, if that means taking a side trip after our big grand prize trip to Universal Studios to be a part of that, we've already done the drawing, but you can join us by uh, heading to patreon.com slash two filthy nerds and uh, getting all the details. It's going to be a fun adventure next early next year. Um, I don't remember if it's at both parks. Listen, okay. There's so much to go through. There's so much more that happens just in this temple. I think we need to take a break and we're coming back full force. All right, we're back. He's in the temple. There's crazy booby traps. He ends up like parkouring his way. Booby trap is my favorite word. I mean, I wish I had tits that could booby trap a man into, I'm just kidding. I have a man. Into anything. Didn't, didn't get him from my boobs. Still not sure what got him, but he's, he's around and he's around. He's stuck around. He fell into whatever, you know, my temple of doom. Oh, Um, here we go. Um, So he ends up like parkouring his way past the like a little Yo, oh wait 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 no 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 first he does the switcheroo with the idol he has this bag of sand that he had brought because he was like oh i'm gonna switch out the idol wait that wasn't after he no 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 no, no. that was just him walking very carefully through the oh no because traps. he noticed that the the shape on the floor if you step on it on the yeah. way to the idol uh-huh. if you, if you st- something he, something gets he archaeologically brushed off what was like a a diamond shape and then when you Uh step on it so then he yeah he had to like tiptoe around them he tiptoed around as he got closer there's more and more of them gets to the idol and then pulls this switcheroo which we're like this isn't gonna work but he pulls out a bag of sand eyeballs the idol and is like i know what that pile of gold exactly weighs versus this bag of sand and and takes out a little handful like yeah so confident and then he does this, this, the quick switch, and he's like, I got this. For one second, he's like, I fucking nailed it. Yeah. And then the whole room comes to life. Oh, yeah. Then it's like, starts that thing. starts going down, and it's like, oh, you are fucked. so fucked. This is the part that bothers me about this. I mean, it's a movie. Let's, you know, I, everything doesn't need to be realistic. But he goes running back through all the booby traps that he had just so carefully avoided. As if he's going that fast. Yeah, that he's that like, the that he'll avoid them. Darts. Although, I will say this. Now, I, I agreed with you as I was hearing you say this. And now I'm going, well, I think a lot of those darts were set up for people who didn't know there was a booby trap at all. So maybe oh, you could. So maybe you could have. I don't know. But it is ridiculous that all of a sudden it's like, oh, you're just outrunning them and everything's fine. You don't need to be yeah. cautious yeah, anymore. You could have just outrun them all the way there anyways. Uh, and then they get to that, the thing that they had, ha- he used his whip to jump over that huge pit. Oh yeah. Cause he had used his thing. And like, um, he sent Alfred Molina first. And then Alfred Molina is like, I'm not going to send you the whip back until you toss me the idol. Toss me the idol. And he like, kind of does this, like, I don't fucking want to do that. But he's like, mm, you don't have a choice. Um, and then so Andy he tosses, tosses the, the idol. idol. Rookie mistake. And then fucking Satipo, Alfred Molina it's just like, all right, bye, and just drops the fucking whip. It's like, why? Why do you have to let this guy die? You can't just, like, keep the idol and say, fuck you. Like, so Indy has to jump over the pit. He makes it, but barely. He does this, like, slip off, and then magically, in the, the, there's a branch 
just yeah. long enough. Right there. Just as long enough to help Some him get tree up. has grown in a concrete uh, temple. And he starts pulling himself, but it's like slipping out. He manages mm. to get out and there's a wall closing. And, and he makes it underneath just in time. Just grabs his whip. Boop. Gets through and then shit hits the fan. Oh, the second he gets through, he finds that Alfred Molina had triggered another booby trap and had spiked him through the face. So, uh, thank you very much. I will take that idol. And then Indy realizes there's a ball. A giant, what can only be described as a giant bowling ball, but only because it's bowling towards him. I guess any ball is a bowling ball if it's bowling bowling towards your direction. (laughs) Like... Um, so he's bo- he's 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 beaten feet. He was bowling a weight? Was bowling a word before the sport of bowling? Bowling? I don't know. Because it feels like the right way to dis- to describe a ball, but is it just because of bowling? Anyway, it doesn't matter. He's fucking hoofing it, hoofing it, and he makes it out. Yeah, just in time. The ball, like you know, crashes into the uh-huh. wall, but he survives. Also, he that survived- that giant ball didn't completely obliterate the temple and just come through him was pretty shocking to me now this part was funny he gets out and he sees one of the guys that had been his his like uh his point of coordination uh and then he falls over he had been blown dart in the back blown blow darts in the back yeah by the indigenous people um and then that's when we meet a very important character belloc uh, belloc who is a french Archaeologist. Archaeologist. I am. Je suis René Belloc. Je, uh, je, oui, je m'appelle René Belloc. Je suis un archaeologiste français. Uh, archaeologiste. He's, he's always in a suit that should be dirtier, first of all. I'm sorry. I don't trust an archaeologist whose suit is clean. Fuck no, you. You suck at your job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should be filthy. You should be disgusting. Like, I. Want to look at your hands and go, oh, if he fingered me, I would die instantly. And this guy is always in like a cream or white suit in the jungle. What are you, a fucking idiot? There's a a black comic (laughs) who has a joke about you should never trust a black man with dirty sneakers. That's. If you see a black man with dirty sneakers, that is a scary man. He doesn't. Because black men will fuck you up if you scuff their sneakers yeah yeah there's this really funny meme i saw about about black dudes proposing um and they take their sneakers off to propose so they don't scuff their shoe that's really really funny funny. i have had Uh, multiple friends get mad at me uh over dinners where i was just carelessly swinging my legs and scuffed their shoes they'd be like my fucking shoes and i'm like i'm sorry but now you have a super white pair of sneakers and you now i know now that i have afforded myself a pair of shoes that is white and could get scuffed. I know. Um, I scu- I had a pair of like, not satin. It's almost like a cloth feeling pink, light pink shoe. Immediately scuffed it. And I was like, this is devastating because I cannot devastating. get this out. I know what shoe you're talking about too. And I still have it. Like I'm holding on to the idea of the shoe. I really need to let it go. Someone offer me $500 and I'll sell you my shoes. Um. Okay. So Indy Block takes this idol from Indy. Like and, he's like, uh, he apparently has infiltrated the local headhunters he speaks their language yeah so i guess that's like and they hooked him up and they basically are like you get the idol and then so he takes the idol from indy and at this point indy's like well i'm gonna get killed and then indy takes off running yeah and oh by the way and like belloc no intention of sharing this idol with these fucking people but he's like stand you know bow before this thing and they're all like oh because this is actually a part of their culture that they fucking uh worship yeah Mm -hmm. indy's just like 
Goodbye. Indy takes off running, screaming to this. I love this part when he's like screaming to the pilot when he's like, Jock, start the engines. And yeah, the guy so- has this plane parked on the lake. It's a uh, it's a float plane. He's being Indy, by the way, is being chased by all of these headhunters. Jock, who I guess is the pilot, is just fishing off of one of the floaters. That's yeah. what my dad would have been doing. By yeah, the way. yeah, my dad wouldn't wouldn't even have been there. He wouldn't have that wouldn't have been his no. Long story short, he gets on the plane. So, Jock, start the plane. He barely makes it on the plane. The fact he that he swam the as the plane is starting, I was like. Fuck you. You're like a 40-year-old teacher. You're not... Yeah, this isn't... No one's believing this. But he, like, climbs up the side and gets in. It's one of those two-seater planes where there's one in front. By the way, this whole time, the indigenous people are shooting blow darts at him and shooting arrows. All missing. All missing. By the way, and those arrows have poisonous tips. Yeah, like, he's dead if he gets hit. Yeah, you're fucked. Not one hits him. Uh, And then he gets into the plane and then apparently his uh his pilot jacques has an affinity for snakes this is what's weird to me is that he goes there's a giant snake and then didn't jacques go like that's my pet yeah you you would were you in the plane before like was that that doesn't hold water that's like a plot hole to me is that like didn't you fly here this Wait, how did you get here? whole scene was just to establish that this Indiana Jones does crazy shit. Hates snakes. Oh, and, and oh, that too, and, probably. And does crazy shit and hates snakes. That's so funny now knowing what goes on in the movie is that like they had to set up, just so you know, he really fucking hates snakes. Hates and they let you know that because he goes, I hate snakes. And they're like, we did it. I we established snakes. something. Just really on the nose. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, the next it- scene. He's back at back at uh, his East Coast college teaching, which is funny because like had I not known the had we not read that chunk of the book that we're reading for patrons, uh, it's like, I mean, I guess like someone kind of spoiled that he was a professor, but it is funny just going like, oh, he's just we're just out of college for some reason. Yeah. This is a professor. All I'm I can think is that like what I thought the first time I saw it, but I can't remember if I was like, what? Yeah, I, it's just funny to think of a college professor also being this crazy hero, because I just think of my college professors, like, I was a communications major, so it's like, one of the weekends where they out, like, in the Middle East chasing some story, they're like, I'm a cutthroat (laughs) journalist, back on Monday. Uh, Um. (laughs) I'm hot, I'm hot on the beat. Um, Also, all, like... So his, I mean, the the women in his classes feel the same way I think we all do. And that's that he's so hot. hot. That They're hot for teacher. I kind of expected there to be a little more payoff of, so there's they, there's this one girl in his class. So funny. Where he's like teaching and he looks over at her and she closes she her eyes. She slowly blinks her eyes. And on her eyelids, it says, I love you or love you. Uh-huh. Which is. And he's like, what did I, what, am I seeing this right? And then that was it. It was just like, okay, he's hot, I guess, was the reason that was in the script. I want to know, was there a director's cut where, like, that girl showed up somewhere? Like, she's that's crazy behavior. Yeah, that's crazy behavior. She's she's the girl who goes to... Remember after uh, that scene when everybody's filing out of the room? He's like, all right, I'll have teacher's hours uh, a Thursday. Um, yeah. I feel like if there was a scene cut out, they probably did the teacher's hours. And it was in the teacher's hours that, like... She you know, was like, 
Mm. She was like, let me see that artifact you brought back. And by artifact, I mean your dick. Put, put the golden idol inside me. Is is that a yoni egg? Put it in my pussy. Oh, I will keep that thing forever. <laughs> so after his class, we meet his coworker, sort of maybe like boss. I can't really tell. Marcus Brody. Marcus Brody. His his friend, who I believe we saw. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to go through what happens in in the book. You have to be part of Patreon for that. Mm-hmm. Um. But they are having this kind of conversation like, man, you were so close. What a bummer. Um, But hey, like I have these people who want to meet you. By the way, I love that they were having that that conversation like, oh, you were so close. What a bummer. Like this has happened before. Yeah, that like this is just another day in the life of Indiana Jones. I mean, does this man not know about self-care? When does he sleep? No rest I, for Dr. He, he Jones. Do, uh, yeah, I mean, maybe that's what makes him so good looking. He's like aging like a fine wine. He just gets better and better. He's like, I'm not going to sleep. Um, you know the dude I'm seeing with the big schwants? Yes. He, um, he is of the mindset where he's like, I'm not going to wear sunscreen. He's like, because the older and more weathered I look, the better, better I look. And I was like, I'm not even going to argue with you on that because I... There's a breaking point to that at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until he has, gets face cancer and then has to get his face removed. Like sawed off. Yeah. That's uh, so annoying that men can look rugged and women, it's like, what happened? It's the tanning mom. Men look like, rugged. We look haggard. Ah, uh, it's so unfair. Okay, so he kind of has this informal meeting with the ar- like army intelligence guys. Well, Marcus Brody's like, there are these guys here to see you regarding um, uh, Abner Ravenwood. Who is an old uh, an old mentor of Indiana an old Jones, mentor, we find out. But they had intercepted a Nazi cable. And we were, we were discussing earlier, uh, actually in the last episode, I believe we talked about it, how um, this is like right when, this is 1936 or 35, what did we say? 36. It's thirty six. So, so this is this is right when shit with uh shit with the Nazis is getting bad and yeah. you know of course America's biggest concern is what are the Nazis getting ahead on that we're not uh, Yeah, not let not that the Nazis are bad, that they might do something better than us in the science or art world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, so they're like, oh no, they're talking about an artifact. Yeah, they mentioned trying to get to. Yeah, they mentioned Tanis, which apparently turns out to be uh, an ancient city, and I don't know if that's actually a real thing uh, or if because I think Tanis, I hear Atlantis, and I'm like, is this made up for the book or was I mean the movie or was there really? Oh, that's interesting. Maybe somebody in the chat can check that out. By the way, uh, again, we say this all the time, but it. If you want to be in the chat while we record these episodes, it's super fun. You can chime in, talk shit, do whatever you want. But uh, you have to be part of our Patreon, patreon.com slash two filthy nerds. Come yes. join us. Get in there. And they mention a headpiece to the staff of Raw. It's a whole piece. We're going to dive into this. We're going to take a quick break. And we'll be right back. Okay, so... They're sitting with these army intelligence guys. They're talking about uh, the Ark of the Covenant, which I sort of knew from like Catholicism. I'm like, that means something to me, but I don't know what. I still don't. Uh. I just think it's really funny that uh, 
I mean, I know he's an archaeology professor, but I can't. It's so weird to me. He has knowledge in all things archaeology. Like, you should be a specialist in something. He's like, oh, yes, the Ark of the Covenant. And then just spews out. He just detail knows. Detail after detail after detail. I'm oh, now Canada realizing. Is the real city in Egypt. If I didn't already know, if I watched this as a kid, I think I would have thought archaeology was the study of arcs. Because <laughs> I would have like the so Ark of the Covenant. He's an archaeologist. Funny. That's his specialty. Yeah. That's so funny. So apparently they believe this thing, which is well known throughout history. It's been a thing that people have been searching for forever. They still are. Uh, is hidden in where they believe this ancient city of Tanis is. And basically, the government wouldn't care, but the Nazis are trying to find it. Yeah. So now we well, need if to... If the Nazis are looking into it, then we need to look into it. Yeah, it's like also, what... it's pretty embarrassing that Nazis were like our trendsetters. That it's like, well, the Nazis are doing it, so we should probably try to do it too, because the Nazis are, they're cool. Well, like, and it just so happens. So originally, they were just coming there to pick uh his brain to pick indy's brain but then then they realized oh my god indy knows all the shit yeah and they're like so now they're like oh we want to hire you and they're gonna pay him well so it's like what do you do you stay and you teach with a creepy girl with love you on her eyes or do you take the government's money and try to find the ark of the covenant i mean what's interesting is they were talking so when when Brody came in, I don't know if you remember, but he was like, Brody, if I can just get $2,000, I can get over to Marrakesh. And he's like, I can get the idol back because that's where the the Belloc was going. Oh, that's right. I Yeah. Oh, my God. That's so important. And I was totally glossing over that because it's like, well, well I guess we'll find out why. You'll but like, find out. But that's, that's actually an important detail because I don't think, well... We weren't going, he, they don't end up in Marrakesh, they end up in Cairo. No, but, but it's still like, it, it all ends up sort of converging. Dovetailing? dovetailing? Coming together? Dove, I don't know. I don't For know. Dovetail? Dovetail. Uh, um. Yeah, so basically they're like, you know, you've got your mentor over there somewhere. You should just go find him, link up, go do the thing. He like heads off thinking, I'm going to go meet up with Abner Ravenwood. This guy. Uh-huh. And then and then we, we hear the name Marion. He's like, do you think Marion will be there? And Brody's like, I think she's the least of your worries or something like that. You know what's so funny is me hearing that, not knowing anything about Marion. All I could think of was my stepmother named Marion. And I was like, what is there just like a big bitch in Cairo that he has to like deal with? Like, that's what I was just like. Hilarious. Is there just a wino who's going to stop him from getting to where he needs to go? Little did you know that the storyline was going to be way more salacious than that. Ah, um, not only not only does the storyline get interesting between he and Marion, but it gets really creepy. I mean, and in hindsight, it's I mean, at the time when I saw it, I was like, "Ooh, romance!" <laughs> now, in, now knowing what I know, looking back, I'm like, oh, I should have been creeped out. Yeah, she was like a young woman. Well, first of all, there's a really not important scene, but I thought it was a funny, like, kind of throwaway line of him of him assuring Marcus. He's like, I'm always careful. And then he tosses his pistol into his suitcase. Yeah. And I'm like, that yeah. feels really uncareful. Yeah, it feels very he's like, Yeah, I'm I'm prepared and I'm careful. Um, um and then he fucking then heads he- out. 
by the way, I love, there's nothing I enjoy more than watching old timey movies where they get on like a Pan Am flight or like where at the time it still said Pan America. And it's just this old fashioned plane that had like five seats on it because at the time, like, you, I mean. Yes. No, flying was, flying was so luxurious. Yeah. And so, it lo- by the way, it looked like everybody was flying private at that time. Well, and that's just if how it was. It's like, and I had to like look, I had to be shown pictures of old planes to understand that because thank God I had seen some random article because I thought, wow, he's taking some really exclusive, like that's what I would have thought is that he's taking some very exclusive flight. And it's like, no flights were just exclusive. That is how they were. They had like couch length seats and you could just smoke and drink Uh and you had space, you had leg room. So much leg room. And now they just were like cattle. Oh my God, really quick. You know what I just realized? What? Remember when we were when we were watching the movie, we were like, oh, why was Indy important to this story? The the Nazis would have found the Ark anyways, you know, w- without Indy, because they would have gone to Marion. Well, we said that, that like, oh, they, well, not that they would have found it. I just said they would have died anyway if they did find it. But yeah, as, well, but they wouldn't have found it because they had if so, if Indy didn't exist, they never would have found Marion. Because the guy who ends oh, up getting Oh, because he fo- because there's a guy that him. follows him. I forgot yeah. that there was a guy that follows so, him. Yeah, it's very bet? cheesy. He's like behind a magazine. <laughs> he's yeah, like he's, he's like, "Well, no one's going to see me if I just not- do this." I'm just a guy who loves to read. It that it's like Like that to me was very naked gun like parody level and there are moments in this where I go like, is it supposed to be funny or is this just what action movies were like? I do think that was supposed to be funny on some level. I think so. So this guy follows him to the plane, to the plane. India. But what if, you know what I just thought? What? What if the Nazis made sure that signal got out to the U S army because they somehow knew it would be able to get Indiana Jones roped into it. (gasps) What if Belloc, told the Nazis, because Bellic, we find out, is working with the Nazis. He's, yeah, he's Bellic over there. Like, what if he's like, listen, drop this name, because he's the guy who has it, um, and they will definitely ask Indiana Jones who this guy is, because he's probably easily traceable to him or something. And that's how they, they basically, uh, they like snuffed him out, you know? They yeah, like, also like, how did they know to go to that school of archaeology for this? That's like... yeah. Like Marshall College School of Archaeology, you're not going to like Harvard. Yeah, and also in the book it was Princeton. So. Oh yeah, in the book it is Princeton. I wonder if in the book he's supposed to have been somewhere, and then maybe throughout the book series we'll never know because I'm never reading the entire book series. Fuck you. Uh, it maybe he transfers <laughs> to Marshall maybe. College. That is maybe. interesting. Uh, the the idea that did they plan to get him out there all along because they knew he couldn't. Wow, because that guy always seems to show up right as Indiana Jones has cut. Like, he's one of those fucking people. You know who he is? He's Gilderoy Lockhart. That's who the fuck he is. Oh, my God. He's so he shows Gilderoy up Lockhart. as soon as somebody does something, takes their shit, and is like, I'm a brilliant archaeologist. Look at me. Yeah. I found an idol. Oh, that motherfucker. And then he tries to take a whatever. We'll go into what he takes later. Yeah. Anywho. Huh. So, so Indy takes off. Heads over to what here's one of my favorite things about the movie, just because I love maps. I don't know if you know that about me, but I love maps. 
um, we get to follow. There's that little red line. That's it's like a point. graphic. Yeah, That's such graphic. a classic thing in oh, like road trip that. and travel movies from back then. And I like, I kind of almost want to like make a list of movies that do the map thing, but I love that. I feel it's like so great as a storytelling device that makes it so succinct. And it, you're able to be like, well, this is where he traveled. He went from uh, uh, Marshall, whatever city Marshall's in uh, to he connected through Hawaii and then he made it the rest way over to Nepal. And then just really like it shows it gives you a visual of like, this is how far this person is going. So uh-huh. like, I feel like a little bit that like I like it as a device, but a little bit it's like a for dummies like he is really traveling people like He's going very far in case you don't. It's for people who go like, what's Nepal? It's well, it's not in Florida. There are people who are like, I've literally never heard of Nepal. Yeah. And it's embarrassing how many Himalayas. What are those? Yeah. No, they're probably like, isn't that the mountains in Colorado? Like there's people Uh who or they think it's the Appalachians. I think think my cousin might have skied uh, there once. I had their salt one time. (laughs) Um, That's so funny. I love their salt. Ooh, their salt. Salty. I love when we 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 say someone's dumb, we just assume they're southern. I know it's unfair. Truly, there's um. Who has a joke about that? Have we talked about this? Caleb Sinan has a joke about how everyone thinks he's dumb because he talks in a southern accent. He's like, and I want to get mad, but anytime I do an impression of a southern of a dumb person, I just speak in a slower, more deep southern accent. That's so funny. (laughs) Like he's like, so I'm not helping. Um, Um, great joke. Yeah. So we cut to. Who turns out to be Marion? There's this woman who is in sort of like a drinking gambling situation, like m- like drinking people under the table for money, yeah. like a thing. She's drinking sherpas. So the people who climb the mountain, the people who are able to live at zero oxygen elevation, she's drinking them under the table. By the way, do you know how shit faced you will get at that elevation? I mean, I can imagine because I know how shit-faced I get at this elevation and I'm at sea level. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you would die. One drink in that elevation, you would just die. Oh, yeah. Listen, I drank at a wedding in Colorado once and I ended up getting railed in a barn bathroom. So I get it. I'm sorry. How have I never heard this story? I don't know. I made it up. Okay. I'm so bummed out. That's an amazing story. It was a great story. It was a good time. I had one glass of wine. Um, it's probably not true. One glass of one glass of wine at mile high elevation. Well, and you're fucking in a barn. Yeah. What What's interesting now, and like, is and I don't know how much of this we would observe if we weren't, you know, you know, writers ourselves and creating our own scripts and trying to sell those. But like things that like you later realize are like a plot point or a device to like, let you know something about this person because Uh I thought that something was just, this is a bad bitch. Yeah. This is a girl who knows how to drink, but that's what they're establishing that like, that's what they're establishing. I would have never guessed that this, like that specific point was going to be relevant later. I thought it was just to be like, she's a, she's a fucking hardcore bitch or she's, you know, she's got mileage. She's got, you know, Anyone who can drink like that has been drinking for years and has some stories to tell. Oh, yes. So many stories. Indiana Jones shows up after she's like fucking cleaning up. She's got all these guys money. What appears to be like her establishment. 
By the way, I love that this woman is a barkeep. It's her bar, whatever. In Nepal? Uh, what? I mean... I mean, as far as archaeology goes, there isn't shit there. I don't know what her dad was doing there at any point. There's Wait, there's nothing in Nepal as far as archaeology? I mean, it's, everything's buried in ice. In Nepal? I mean, in the Himalayas. And I guess it's like, I mean, are people digging in ice? Well, also, arguably she moved, she got, you know, she's not the archaeologist. This is her, like, I want to live here. I want to build a bar. Maybe it was cheap real estate. I don't know. I mean, yeah. But, like, I want to build a life in Nepal. This girl has bad judgment. I mean, yeah. She stooped Indiana Jones. By the yeah, way, and then, pissed. And then she's, like, she's pissed. Oh, she is pissed. She's, like, basically, like, you did me wrong. I mean, if Instagram would have been around at the time, she would have been posting passive-aggressive inspirational oh, quotes. Oh, he, I mean, 100%. Like, a thousand. Oh. If, you, if you love something, let it go. If it hurts you, murder it. Yeah, just like, he's not worth it. Whoever is out there that hurt you, they just don't know what they let get away. Like that type of, but she's like, fuck you. She probably would be part of the Me Too movement if it was happening today. I mean, absolutely. She'd be like, I was hot for teacher. I fucked teacher. I was too young to be fucking teacher. And teacher left. Teacher, it's a, here's the thing is, the teacher's never a criminal if the teacher wants to marry the person, but if they don't yeah. choose you, then they took advantage. I'm just kidding. Someone's what gonna come after me for that. But like, yeah, it's fine. I'm, I'll co-sign on that. They can come after both of us. That people are um, like, he's only a pre- he's only uh, like they're only a predator because they rejected you, or were they actually a predator? Um, yeah. I mean, based on based on the fact where he was like, let it go, kid. Like it's like no he said, deal. let it go, kid. Like he know he's like I don't. G- he's lawless. He's like I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, he really just was like, you know what? You're just going to have to pick up your own pieces, babe. I mean, she even says, she's like, I was a kid. It becomes very clear that, like, whenever he saw her last, they had a fling. She probably had, like, heart eye emoji eyes. Like, this oh, m- this brilliant man has taken a liking to me. And then he's like, all right, peace out. I'm going back to America. And she's just been living in Nepal, drinking in a bar. <laughs> I love, by the way, that he's like, I need that. I need that medallion. I need that headpiece that, that Abner have, left. That your that your dad left. I'm gonna need that. Um, and then there's a he gives her like a wad of cash, and she's like, she's like ugh, but then like starts like counting the cash. She's yeah, like, she's like, I'll take it. Um, also, we like, find out Abner is dead, which like Abner's dead. What a shitty I friend. Like I I would have liked to have known more about how he died. You know, was it a golfing accident? Like, what was it? Did he? I, I think he died? probably died of shame that his daughter couldn't rope Indiana Jones into marrying her. He's, he's like, like, you let oh him slip away. God. It's your fault. Misogyny. Uh, and then he's like, banished her to Nepal. That's why she's there. The shame. Yeah. So Anywho. this is what he's like. I need that piece. And she kind of considers it. And she's like. You you can come back tomorrow and we can talk about this. Uh-huh. And then and I so think that's like, where we'll end because we this is episodes going so long. Here's what's going to happen, you guys. Fucking part two is coming out later this week. So holy shit. Yeah. He leaves. What's going to happen? Does she have the headpiece? Does she not have the headpiece? You probably already know if you're listening to this episode. But Does it was fun. Does he get head? 
from a from a she is a headpiece right guys high five bud light all right any woman you can't control or understand must be crazy (laughs) anyway you guys listen thank you for being part of the beginning of our indiana jones adventure this is awesome we'll see you later this week make sure to follow us at two filthy nerds on instagram on twitter we've got a facebook group you can join fellowship of the filthy nerds and if you want to support the podcast a little extra give us a couple bucks to keep things going patreon.com slash two filthy nerds and you can be live in the chat while we're recording all of these episodes bye this has been a two filthy nerds production